Section 1 Introduction Let's dive into the world of transformer-based causal language models. These models generate tokens, or units of data, one after the other in a sequential manner. To generate the K plus 1 TH token, the model takes in the previous K tokens and processes them layer by layer, creating K intermediate vectors at each hidden layer. Each vector is the result of a module, which includes self-attention and multi-layer perceptrons, working on the output vectors from the previous layer. However, there's a peculiar constraint in this process. The number of operations to determine the next token is limited by the number of tokens seen so far. This was a logical design choice when the transformer was first created. But looking back, we might wonder if for some inputs, the K plus 1 TH token requires K plus M transformer operations in each layer, where M is greater than 0, which can't be achieved with the current constraint of K operations per layer. In this paper, we explore a way to remove this per-layer computational constraint from the transformer. Our approach is to add dummy tokens into the input of a decoder-only model, which delays the model's output. Specifically, we choose a pause token, denoted less than pause greater than, and add one or more copies of less than pause greater than to the input sequence. We then ignore the model's corresponding outputs until the last less than pause greater than token is seen, at which point we start extracting its response. Interestingly, we consider adding these delays not just during inference, but also during downstream fine-tuning and pre-training. It's not immediately clear what this simple change would result in. Ideally, the transformer might benefit from a wider computational pathway created by the delay. However, a more mundane outcome could be that the model simply ignores any delays introduced by the less-than-pause greater-than tokens. After all, the less than pause greater than tokens don't provide any additional information during inference, nor are there many new parameters that can encode any additional information from training data. In fact, these uninformative tokens might even drown out informative signals and harm the model. To understand the benefits of this chain of thought, we tried adding dummy thoughts in the form of periods, but only during inference. This, however, didn't help. Presumably, a standard model may not have learned to utilize the new computational pathways offered by the inference time delay. So, what can we expect when we add, appended, delays at all stages of training and inference? We set out to answer this and other key questions by studying pause training on a 1B and 130M parameter decoder-only model, trained on C4 and fine-tuned on nine downstream tasks spanning extractive question answering, reasoning, general understanding, and fact recall. In summary, we make the following contributions. 1. We ask what happens if we delay a model's answer generation, and how can we implement these delays? We propose one way. Training with dummy less than pause greater than tokens. Accordingly, we design a pause-injected pre-training, downstream fine-tuning, and inference procedure. 2. We find that on most of our downstream tasks, training models with less than pause greater than tokens during both pre-training and downstream fine-tuning, shows clear gains compared to standard end-to-end -end training and inference. Most notably, for the 1B model, in the squad extractive question answering task, this approach improves the exact match score by 18%. We also observe 8% gains on the general understanding task of common sense QA and 1% accuracy gain on the reasoning task of GSM 8K over the standard model's accuracy of 7.5%. 3. On the other hand, when we introduce less than pause greater than tokens only in the downstream fine-tuning stage, on the standard pre-trained model, we find that the gains are less frequent and relatively mild. In some instances, we even see a clear drop in performance. 
4. We also conduct a series of key ablations. A. We find that appending less than pause greater than tokens is largely better than prepending them. B. For any downstream task, there is an optimal number of less than pause greater than tokens. And C. When decreasing the number of inference time less than pause greater than tokens, we find a graceful degradation of performance even though pause training does not explicitly train for such robustness. Overall, our work explores the new paradigm of delayed next token generation in transformer models and finds that there are benefits to this simple change, provided the change is implemented both during pre-training and fine-tuning. Our preliminary step here inspires a variety of conceptual and practical future research questions, ranging from understanding how transformer delays work mechanistically, to making pause training more generally applicable for practice. Section Summary In this section, the authors introduce the concept of delaying token generation in transformer-based language models by appending dummy tokens to the input. They propose training the model with these dummy tokens during both pre-training and downstream fine-tuning stages. The authors find that this approach leads to clear performance gains on various tasks, such as extractive question answering and general understanding. However, when the dummy tokens are introduced only during fine-tuning, the gains are less significant or even result in a drop in performance. The authors also conduct ablations and find that appending the dummy tokens is better than prepending them, and there is an optimal number of tokens for each task. Overall, this work explores the benefits of delayed token generation in transformers and raises further research questions on the mechanism and applicability of this approach. Section 2 Preliminaries Let's break down the process of predicting the next token in a standard language model that uses a causal decoder. This model uses a vocabulary and an input of k tokens. We use a transformer-based language model, represented by the function f, to predict the next token. Each layer of the transformer creates an intermediate vector for each input token. The next token is then chosen from a distribution that is inferred from the last vector in the last layer. In simpler terms, each layer in this process can be seen as a function that takes a matrix of k vectors as input and produces a similar matrix as output. This transformation involves two main modules. The first is the attention module, which takes two matrices and a value vector as inputs and produces an output vector. This is followed by a feedforward module. The output for each token can be expressed as a function of the inputs and the layer norm module. The output for each token is obtained by manipulating the previous hidden embeddings in the same layer. In the current language models, we compute k embeddings in each layer before generating the next token. However, we believe that this limit of k operations is arbitrary. We propose to perform more than k operations to produce the next token. One way to achieve this could be by increasing the number of attention heads in each layer. However, we are interested in a different approach that doesn't add many parameters to the network. Our idea is to artificially increase the input sequence length by adding m dummy tokens to the input. This delays the model's next response by m tokens of input. This delay allows the model to manipulate an additional set of m intermediate vectors before deciding on its next output token. These vectors could provide a more detailed representation of the input, resulting in a better next token from the model. We propose using a simple choice for the dummy tokens, such as special characters like or hash. However, to prevent the model from confusing the role of delays with the role these characters play in natural language, we choose a single less than pause greater than token that is not part of the standard vocabulary. To impose multi-token delays, we simply repeat this token. We then discuss our specific techniques for pause pre-training and pause fine-tuning. 
During pre-training, we insert multiple less than pause greater than tokens at random locations in the pre-training sequence. We then train the model using the standard next token prediction loss on this pause injected sequence, while ignoring any loss term that corresponds to predicting the pause tokens themselves. The pause training loss is given by a formula that sums the cross entropy loss over all tokens, excluding the less than pause greater than tokens. The idea is to use the less than pause greater than tokens only to enforce a delay in the model's computation. Requiring the model to produce these tokens would be a distraction. Finally, we update the parameters of both the model and all the tokens, including those of the less than pause greater than token. We call this process pause pre-training. Section summary. In the preliminary section, the authors describe the token prediction process in a causal decoder-only language model. They explain that each layer of the transformer produces intermediate vectors for each input token, and the next token is sampled from a distribution inferred from the last vector in the last layer. They also introduce the concept of pause training, where dummy tokens are appended to the input sequence to allow the model to manipulate additional intermediate vectors before generating the next token, resulting in a potentially better prediction. Section. Fine-tuning with the less than pause greater than token. We're going to discuss a method we call pause fine-tuning. In this process, we're given a prefix, let's call it P, which is annotated with a target, T. We then add a certain number of pause tokens to this prefix, creating a new prefix. This process is illustrated in a figure in the paper. We disregard the model's outputs until the last pause token is seen. Then, we apply a standard prediction loss on the target with the new prefix, minimizing the sum of the losses. This sum is calculated by concatenating the new prefix with the target. It's important to note that for any given task, we keep the number of pause tokens the same across all inputs for that task. We update both the parameters of the model and the entire vocabulary, including the pause token. During the inference stage on the task, we add a certain number of pause tokens to the prefix and, as always, we ignore the model's output until the last pause token. We call this pause inference. We also explore different variations of pause training. While pause tokens can be used during either pre-training or fine-tuning, we consider all combinations of this. Our goal is to see if there are any differences in how each stage of pause training affects performance. We study four techniques. 1. Standard pre-training and standard fine-tuning. 2. Standard pre-training and pause fine-tuning. Here, we train with pause tokens only during fine-tuning. If this technique is beneficial, it could be a practical approach for pause training existing models. 3. Pause pre-training and standard fine-tuning. In this case, we introduce pause tokens during pre-training, but not during fine-tuning. This is purely for analytical purposes. 4. Pause pre-training and pause fine-tuning. We introduce delays into both stages. Our experiments aim to answer two questions. Does delaying the model computation via pausing help? have no effect, or hurt. And if these delays have any effect, is there a difference in performance when we inject it into the pre-training stage versus fine-tuning stage versus both? In our experiments, we use decoder-only models of size 1B and 130M. For our ablations, we stick to the 1B model. Both the standard and pause models are pre-trained on the C4 English mixture, using the causal next token prediction objective for a total of 200B tokens. For pause pre-training, we insert the pause token randomly at 10% of the sequence length positions and trim the now longer sequence to its original sequence length. 
Since we expect different tasks to benefit from a different number of fine-tuning pause tokens, we run fine-tuning with a certain number of pause tokens set to 10 and 50 and report the best of these two for our consolidated results. However, we provide the values for both in the appendix, in addition to a more detailed ablation of this hyperparameter. For all the downstream fine-tuning experiments, we report mean and standard deviation over five runs. We tune the learning rate and batch size for standard end-to-end training, and use the best hyperparameter for all other training variants as well. We share all the hyperparameters in the appendix. Section Summary In this section, the authors propose a technique called pause fine-tuning, where they append multiple less-than-pause-greater-than tokens to the input prefix during downstream fine-tuning. They apply the standard next token prediction loss on the target with the new prefix, updating both the model parameters and the vocabulary. During inference, they also append less than pause greater than tokens to the prefix and ignore the model's output until the last less than pause greater than token. The authors explore different combinations of pause tokens in pre-training and fine-tuning stages to study their effects on inference time performance. Section 4.2 Downstream Datasets In this section, we're going to discuss the datasets we used and the results we obtained from our experiments. We used nine different tasks to test our models. A. Reasoning. GSM-8K. B. Question answering. Squad. COQA. C. General understanding. Common sense QA. Physical IQA. D. Long-term memory recall. Lombada. E. Natural language inference. Hella swag. And F. Fact recall. Web questions, natural questions. We scored hella swag and physical IQA tasks, and for common sense QA, we reported exact match M scores. More details about these datasets can be found in the appendix. We then looked at the impact of introducing pauses during training. We found that when we added pause tokens during both pre-training and fine-tuning, pause PT underscore pause FT, our models performed better on most tasks compared to the standard baseline. STDPT underscore STDFT. For example, on the squad question answering task, pause PT underscore pause FT improved the M score by 18% compared to STDPT underscore STDFT. We also saw up to 8% gains on the general understanding task of common sense QA, and an accuracy increase from 7.5% to 8.5% on the reasoning task of GSM8K. Similar improvements were observed in other tasks like long-term context understanding, Lombada, and fact recall tasks like web QA and natural question. However, when we only introduced pauses during fine-tuning, STDPT underscore pause FT, the results were mixed. While there were improvements on about five benchmarks, they were comparatively less. On the remaining tasks, the performance was similar to or worse than standard training. We also wanted to see if the improvements from pause PT underscore pause FT came from the pauses themselves or from better representations learned during pause pre-training. To do this, we looked at the performance of pause PT underscore STDFT, where we didn't add pauses during the downstream task. We found that pause pre-training improved the representation for a few downstream tasks, but in most tasks, the improvements from pause PT underscore pause FT came from well-learned delayed computations executed at inference time. We also tested using filler characters as pauses and found no improvements. This suggests that the benefits of pauses depend on when they are introduced. Specifically, introducing pauses during pre-training seems crucial for them to help during downstream inference. 
We think this is because a standard pre-trained model has biases that prevent it from fully benefiting from inference time delays. Finally, we note that the pause PT underscore pause FT model has a computational advantage over STDPT underscore STDFT during fine-tuning and inference. However, during pause pre-training, there is no computational advantage because we equalize the number of tokens seen. In fact, the pause pre-trained model sees only 90% of the meaningful pre-training tokens that the standard model sees, as the remaining 10% are dummy pause tokens. In the next section, we'll discuss some additional experiments we conducted to understand the role of pause tokens and how our different training algorithms may rely on them differently. We found that for each downstream dataset, there is an optimal number of pause tokens that should be used during fine-tuning. For example, on GSM-8K, 10 pause tokens were optimal, while for squad, 10 was suboptimal. This suggests that for each dataset, there is a certain threshold of pause tokens beyond which the self-attention mechanism becomes overwhelmed. Section Summary The authors considered nine different downstream tasks, including reasoning, question answering, general understanding, long-term context recall, natural language inference, and fact recall. They found that introducing pause tokens during both pre-training and fine-tuning improved performance on most tasks, outperforming the standard baseline. However, introducing delays only during fine-tuning gave mixed results, and the benefits of pause pre-training were observed in only a few tasks. The number of pause tokens used during fine-tuning also had an optimal value for each dataset. Section 5.2 Robustness to a Varying Number of Inference Time Pauses In this section, we're going to discuss how our model performs when we change the number of pauses during the inference process. We've been using the same number of pauses during both the fine-tuning and inference stages in our experiments so far. However, we wanted to see what would happen if we changed the number of pauses during the inference stage. This is a challenging test because we're not giving the model any guidance until the last pause token is seen. If we start asking for a response too early or too late, the model might not give us useful results. Despite this, we found that our model behaves quite well under these conditions. It can handle a wide range of changes in the number of pause tokens during the test phase. Even if we have the number of pause tokens during inference compared to training, the model still performs better than the baseline. This is good news for situations where we might have to deal with real-time changes in computational constraints. However, if we increase the number of pause tokens during inference beyond what we use during fine-tuning, the model's performance suffers. We also found that our standard model, where we only introduce delays during fine-tuning, is even more robust. Ideally, we'd like our model to perform just as well without any pause tokens as it does with them. Unfortunately, none of our models can do this yet. In fact, if we don't introduce any delay during inference, the performance of our model drops dramatically. This is an important area for future research. We also looked at whether it's better to add pause tokens at the beginning or end of a conversation. In most cases, it makes more sense to add them at the end. This is especially true for tasks that use bidirectional attention on the prefix. However, we found that even if we add the pause token at the beginning, our model still performs better than standard end-to-end -end training. But adding them at the end is still the best option. Now, let's discuss some of the key concepts and questions that have come up during our research. One theory we have is that introducing delays can help because it increases the width of the computation. This means that to produce the next token, standard inference involves a certain depth and width of computation. But when we introduce pause tokens, we perform more parallel computations.
This could be particularly helpful for tasks like question answering, where having more attention units per layer could allow for a more precise distribution of attention across different parts of the context. We also compared this computational advantage with the benefits of chain of thought prompting. This method also increases computational width by delaying the final answer. However, it also increases computational depth significantly. Each delay token generated by chain of thought prompting is generated by the model itself. So, if there are multiple tokens and layers, the final token is the result of many sequentially composed operations. One of the interesting things about pause training is that it doesn't require increasing the number of parameters. This makes the improvements we've seen both practically and theoretically impressive. It also raises the question of how we can formalize the two different types of representational capacity, one based on the number of parameters, and the other based on the computational pathways through the model. Finally, we looked at how the benefits of computational expansion with pause tokens change as we vary the model's parameter count. We initially thought that smaller models would benefit more from delays because they provide a much-needed capacity increase. However, our initial comparisons suggest the opposite. We think that smaller models might not be able to fully utilize new computational pathways. This ties into the theoretical problem of formalizing the two different types of capacity. Section Summary In this section, the authors examine the robustness of their pause PT underscore pause FT model to varying numbers of inference time pauses. They find that the model remains above the baseline performance even if the number of pause tokens at inference is half of what was seen during training, but increasing the pause tokens beyond what was seen during fine-tuning hertz performance. Additionally, they investigate the choice of appending or prepending pause tokens and find that appending is the more optimal choice. The authors also discuss the potential benefits of delay-injected training and inference, such as enhanced computational width and capacity expansion without parameter expansion, and raise questions about formalizing the notions of representational capacity and computational pathways in models. Section 7 Related Work Let's discuss some related work in the field. Firstly, the concept of using tokens that only appear as input has been utilized in various ways, most notably as less than CLS greater than less than SEP greater than, or less than mask greater than in BERT and in research focused on adding memory to transformers. The work most similar to ours investigates the use of placeholder tokens to add global memory to the transformer, but they don't view it as a method to extend its computation. They add these tokens at the beginning, instead of the end, and importantly, they only introduce them during training and inference on the target tasks. On smaller models trained from scratch, with parameter counts of 10 million, 65 million, and 277 million, and a pre-trained BERT model, 109 million. This approach reportedly provides minimal benefits. This aligns with our own mixed results for the STDPT underscore pause FT variant, and the fact that our smaller model shows improvements on fewer datasets. However, we show that inserting pauses both in pre-training and fine-tuning is key to seeing clear improvements on downstream datasets that involve reasoning, question answering, fact recall, and so on. Another way to delay a model's output is through chain of thought, caught, prompting, where the model is prompted to generate intermediate reasoning steps in an autoregressive manner. This has been proven to significantly enhance the reasoning capabilities of large language models. As a result, there's been a growing interest in understanding why these caught prompting gains occur. Recent studies have shown that the generated intermediate reasoning steps can be misleading, not truly reflecting the model's actual reasoning process. They empirically demonstrate that even incorrect reasoning steps can maintain 80% to 90% of the performance improvements. 
They also investigate whether these gains are simply due to additional attention computations at inference time. They replace the intermediate reasoning steps with filler tokens in the form of repeated periods, but they don't see any performance improvements from this. We argue that the model needs to be prepared to process such tokens to extend its computation. Interestingly, pause fine-tuning seems similar to another line of work on lightweight fine-tuning, ensembling techniques. Lightweight fine-tuning focuses on parameter-efficient techniques that don't update the model's weights, but instead update a series of multiple distinct learnable tokens, added to the input. While pause training also uses a learnable token, added to the input, the purpose and effects are significantly different. Firstly, pause training is not designed for parameter-efficient fine-tuning. In fact, pause training tunes slightly more parameters than standard fine-tuning. Secondly, in terms of the effect, while pause training aims to outperform standard fine-tuning as it is a less constrained technique, lightweight fine-tuning typically cannot, as it is a more constrained technique. Lastly, it's important to note that pause training greatly benefits from introducing the less-than-pause-greater-than tokens during pre-training while lightweight methods don't affect pre-training in any way. There have also been techniques that can be seen as delaying the computation of the model via more complex wrappers. For instance, some researchers have introduced self-refinement, where a language model provides an initial output which is then refined via feedback. However, it's important to note that pause training and pause inference maintain the core mechanism of the model itself. The model still produces the K plus 1, TH token as a computation over K previous input tokens, and additional placeholder tokens, without using intermediate, auto-regressively generated outputs.